0: Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Technical difficulties? You cannot stop us. You cannot get in the way because guess what? It is another fine Tuesday, and you're tuned into your favorite sports podcast, none other than the Sports Rose Podcast. We are here. The technical difficulties cannot stop us. We powered through it and made it happen. I am your host, the head of creative here, Eddie Cool here, Sports Rose Podcast, of course. I have two of the best goals in the world because I could do it by myself, but I'm not that damn entertaining. Introducing first the
1: Almighty B Live, Big Head and All. <laughs> What's happening? What's going on in the world today? Eddie Cool, you start you start off the show the same way all the time. You tell the people it's Tuesday. By the time we get to the end of the episode, it's Monday again, but it's okay. It's okay. Just want to know. I'm letting everybody know we're starting off a little bit different this week because this week we actually have a sponsor. We want to appreciate Gap. Gap, we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Any and cool smile for the people, man? That that is our newest sponsor.
0: <laughs> Gals love it so. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I had to do it. I you know what I digress. I'm already off the chain already. Go ahead and introduce the other guy. He gonna he going sing for the people. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> and
0: speaking of the other guy, he is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. None other than the one, the only, the money man, Scotty Be
2: live shark to do to do to do. B Live Shark to
0: do to do to be live, shark, do
2: to do to be live shark. Eddie cool shark doo doo, doo 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 Eddie cool shark doo doo doo, doo. Eddie cool shark doo, doo 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 Eddie cool shark Happy Shark Week, everybody! Happy Shark Week! It oh. is good to see you guys here on the Sports Bros podcast, starring Scott Donnelly, for another fine midsummer episode, uh, midsummer classic. Last week, this is a midsummer classic episode of the Sports Bros. So let's
0: talk. Football, let's do it. Yes, and as Scotty D mentioned, let's talk some football. Be live, get it together. You,
1: you, you could be live, you could now. Um, I'm baby okay, shark. Just... Do, 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 baby shark. Wow, I deserve that. I, I, I can I start the show wrong, yeah. So, yeah, I get it. All right, oh. think, 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 things happen, things happen. <laughs> oh. Boy, oh boy! Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk some things. Let's talk about. You know what I enjoy talking about is talking about how ridiculous though the the especially the four letter network, but all those but talking heads. How ridiculous! They, they they got something going on where they ranked the the executives, NFL and ESPN people and writers. They ranked they they ranked the court. They ranked all the positions, but one the, the one that we really want to talk about. The quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, Eddie Cool, what, what what you got for us? What, what, what's happening? What's going
0: on? All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and hop right into it. The
1: top of the order.
0: All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. All right, as B-Live mentioned, the four-letter network, they got a list compiling of the top 10 quarterbacks according to uh execs, coaches, scouts, and players. Um, shall we go over the list, fellas, in case, you know, somebody wants to follow along with us?
2: Yeah, run it down real quick. Run it, run it down right right quick here.
0: All right. Number 10, we got Dak Prescott. Number nine, Deshaun Watson. Number eight, Russell Wilson. Number seven, Justin Herbert. Uh, Number six, Matt Stafford. Five, Joe Burrow. Four, Tom Edward, Patrick Carmichael, Jabal, Gerald Brady. Three, Josh Allen. Two, Patrick Mahomes, And number one, Aaron Wilson rogers so um top 10 oh and they had an honorable mention too um lamar jackson Derek carr and Kyler murray who just got a bunch of damn money Yeah, Kyler murray just got a bunch of money so fellas um did they, did they get it right did it get it wrong did somebody get snubbed what say you scotty d
2: well, Lamar Jackson's one that was kind of making a big deal about. I don't know if he was, but people around him were saying that he deserved to be on the top 10 because this guy is actually a former MVP. I actually think I would put Derek Carr on that list in the top 10, and I would bump good old Dak right on out of there. I don't believe Dak is a top 10 quarterback. I just don't because I'm looking at the list of names of people. Those nine that you mentioned that were ahead of him. Uh, I, with the exception of maybe Deshaun Watson And that's only because the guy hasn't played in over a year He's getting a little bit of respect For having sat out um, I still rank Pat Mahomes number one Over Aaron Rodgers I would probably move Joe Burrow Up past Brady and Josh Allen At this point Just based on what he did last season And going to the Super Bowl I mean, we're not talking about the greatest of all time. In that case, Tom Brady's way up above everybody else there. But uh, current status, I I think I might move Joe Burrow up. But otherwise, the list, I think, is pretty clean for the most part. You know, Lamar Jackson does have an argument to get on there. Uh, You know, maybe Justin Herbert gets a little bit too much respect being seven on that list. With, for a guy who hasn't done much in the league yet, but he does have a just a beautiful fastball. He's just got a cannon of an arm, and it's easy to fall in love with that. And I, by the end of the year, maybe he, he will deserve this. I, I just think it also shows that if that's our 10 best, there's 22 others, including the honorable mentions, that just aren't that good. I mean, is, is it just me, that it seem like the quarterback position in the NFL is very thin right now, and maybe we're still waiting on some young guys to move up because – Trey Lance is going to be playing his, his first year, and Fields is going to be started this year. Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, only has a year. You know, maybe we're waiting on some young guys, but right now, it just seems like the quarterback position is
1: very thin. What do you think, B Live? Talk to me. Well, here's here's the problem. I don't necessarily think that the quarterback position is thin. I think the way we evaluate quarterbacks is set. i think that the um the quarterback position of of course like to be a super bowl winner elite team it starts at the quarterback position but what people fail to realize is that there's certain levels to them um, to the game when it comes to being a great quarterback as opposed to being on a great team and being a decent quarterback And so it's almost like this is cut above the rest. Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to give him the bump at number one, two-time MVP. He's done the most with the least. Now, question, what will he do this year without Devontae Adams? Now we're starting to see, well, is it the quarterback or is it his receivers? We're going to see the same thing with Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Will Pat Mahomes have the same Productivity without a Tyreek kill. How does his game change? How does he evolve? Tom Brady's proven. Now he's proven. He's done it with. But he, is he a product of a great system that was already in place in Tampa? Because Tampa has a elite receiving core, and on top of that, he brought on um Gronkowski um, with with them. He that was I was hurt when that happened but let me just um, let me um, let me break it back a little bit let me evaluate a couple things why is Russell Wilson on this list
2: I'm glad you um, wh- said it because I feel like I, I feel the same
1: way wh- wh- why why I can see that Prescott being on this list because at the end of the day when it comes to the top 32 y'all may not like that but he's better than most yeah. Russell, Russell Wilson three, four, five years ago would be in my top ten. Right now, absolutely not. And is it, it now, is that because of the system that he was in? Who knows? He has a chance to redeem himself this year. But what we end up doing with these lists right here is that we're trying to evaluate, we're trying to give a, what? what's it called, um, where we try to create a scenario. Um, uh, there's a word for it. I can't, I it, it eludes me at this point in time, but I, I know that y'all know what I'm talking about that where we're trying to say, Oh, in this current state, who is the best right now? I can tell you right now, you see me with the Clemson Paul on my shirt. You know how much I love my dude, Deshaun Watson. He should not be on this list right now. After this year, let me find out what he does this year with the Cleveland Browns, does he still have it? You can't sit out an entire year and still consider yourself to be a top-ten quarterback, regardless of how much they paid. He might be sitting out, too. So it's one of those things where, until you show me on the field, I'm the type of person, like, let's look at what they did this past year, as opposed to what they have potential to do this year. Um... Joe Burrow, he is number three. If not, I almost want to give him the nod over Pat Mahomes. Almost. But I would leave Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. You know what? (sighs) Josh Allen, then Matthew Stafford, then Tom Brady. The reason why I have, even though Matt Stafford won the Super Bowl, Everybody knows that Matt Stafford didn't win that Super Bowl. He made some great plays. But that defense was legit. He made plays. Now you can't take away from the fact that Pat Um that um Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup wasn't electric. Old OBJ got hurt, but he made plays and was that first half made incredible plays. Mm-hmm. So I put Matt, I put Matt Stafford over Tom Brady. Just because he did better last year than Tom Brady did, it just it is what it is. So I don't know. I take eight nine. I take eight nine off the list. That I keep at ten. Lamar Jackson is eight for me. Derek Carr is not. Kyler Murray is not on my top ten. Kyler Murray is a product of who's on the field. Kyler Murray doesn't make half those throws if it wasn't for freaking. You see the Paul, all to the Dabo D Hop. He doesn't make half those plays. He gets he gets available, but then he just throws it up in the air. And D Hop makes Kyler Murray look very very good. We're gonna see these first six games who Kyler Murray really is. So I don't know. That that's Wait, I, t-
2: my- I tell you somebody that nobody's mentioning that actually, and because he hasn't really deserved to get mentioned, but he has a chance to put himself on the list is um, Jameis Winston because the receiving core in New Orleans is absolutely ridiculous looking this year. With Michael Thomas and he signed Jarvis Landry and uh, they drafted Alave from Ohio State, there's going to be a lot of offensive weapons for that guy to utilize this year in New Orleans. This is going to be like a make-or-break resurrection Year for this guy, and I, he was playing okay last year, and then he got hurt. Now, yeah. I, I think he's going in as the starter this year, if I'm not mistaken. And he kind of penciled in to be the starter there. They're yeah. done with the the other goofy guy that likes to play tight end and running back and quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that goof was, Hill, that Kaysom guy,
1: Hill. yeah, yeah
2: that, that goofy guy. So <laughs> I think they figured out he's definitely not going to be the quarterback. So james has a chance to to get on the list, and like I said, some of these young guys got a chance to move up on the list. We'll see. if you know what what does Trey Lance have because they the 49ers are saying the guy that was a game away from the Super Bowl last year is not going to be our quarterback he's we're getting rid of him in favor of this young man so he's got a chance to to prove himself this year is he going to be good I I, I guess there's some question marks out there is Zach Wilson he's still a question mark Jalen Hurts is kind of in a make-or-break it sort of situation Tua I mean there's a lot of question marks. That's why I'm, I'm kind of saying I think the quarterback is, is a little bit somewhat thin this year. You know, Carson Wentz is trying to prove it again. Matt Ryan's trying to prove it again. Daniel Jones has got a new coach. He's trying to show, you know, maybe under new coach, he's got a little – there's a
1: lot of question marks in quarterback around the league. Here's the thing about this. The reason why there's question marks about the quarterback position in the league. Is because we've elevated what a good quarterback is. Patrick Mahomes easily did that on his own, and then you throw in the lights of Tom Brady at forty-eight years old with his avocado ice cream. <laughs> you throw in—I mean—you throw in Joe Burrow. Just—I mean, the the draft class that we just got elevated, like not just got, but a couple years ago when you talk about your Herberts, your Burrows, your um Josh Allens, that that class of um quarterbacks when they came in that elevated the um elevated where what we see as great quarterback play what what used to be good used to be serviceable isn't serviceable anymore and the reason why i say this more than anything is that I'm absolutely sick and tired of people taking what Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson is the most dangerous quarterback in the game by far. He's a nightmare on defensive coordinators. What the problem is, is that he he can pass the ball very well. He just he's just a, he's that dual threat that people are like, oh, that's not gonna get him anywhere. He got him, he keeps getting Baltimore in um close to the playoffs, in the playoffs, MVP, close to it, close to it. But then but then Though so they've never invested in the wide receiver position, ever, Mm-mm. ever, so it's like, dude, he, he has to do it on his feet because nobody's down the field for him to throw the ball to, which he actually has the arm strength to do. But he his number one his number one target is a tight end, Mark Andrews. That's not a recipe for success in a passing league. So Lamar, pay, pay the yeah, man. but but
2: but but even but even saying that. Having said all that, four years ago on li- on this list of top 10, you would have Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees. There's three Hall of Famers gone off the list that thins out the quarterback position. Matt Ryan was an MVP four years ago. He's not in his prime any longer. Eli Manning was still, he may not have been on the top 10, but he was still another veteran quarterback with two rings. To me, you know, you take away that, that and even Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate a few years ago, and he is t- going into a tailspin. It just to me, I think I think we're in kind of a transition period
1: with quarterbacks. I I I you know what I'm agree with you on one side, and I'm gonna disagree with you on the other side. It's not the fact that we're in a transition period with quarterbacks. We're not developing quarterbacks anymore. Well, no, they only play
2: one year, and then they, they, college, they move you know, on.
1: W- is one of those things where they literally half the good quarterbacks are thrown into bad systems they're thrown way, they thrown in way too early. Your, your great um, um, quarterbacks were drafted later. They were drafted, they were drafted on good teams and they, they, they most of them had a chance to at least develop. I don't think any of them outside of maybe Herbert that started, I mean, that, Started their first year, like I think Herbert was the only one that we consider elite. Maybe jo- did Josh Allen start his first season in the league? And I'm just that's what
2: he didn't start. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, I believe, started off that, yep. and then and then he took his place. I think, I, and so and that's I, what I'm I they're not, they're
1: not being developed. What's the rule? Like right now, again, you you see the Paul Trevor Lawrence. Good God, that if that wasn't the worst situation though, anybody is. You look at somebody like um Zach Wilson, the, the Jets, they I don't they, they may be getting something together. I don't know. But man, just look at what look what some of these quarterbacks have been good in the college system. Look at what they're being dealt in the pros. They're not being developed, they're thrown into almost an impossible situation. And then we then we discard them after a couple of years. Look at that. Yeah, it's,
2: it's always been that way to an extent. Because you get the better quarterbacks get drafted to bad teams, like you said. I mean, that, mm. that, that you, the higher you are, the longer it's going to take for your team to be good. At, generally speaking, it's not yeah. everybody's going to be like Roethlisberger getting drafted late and and on a team that's
1: pretty decent. You know, it's but, but do you, give me an example of a team that was bad, got a quarterback, and then became good. Maybe Cincinnati. I was about to say Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, Davis. they turn, they tur- they turned around. For sure. Yeah, they Yeah, that the, the,
1: yeah that, the bro- that the Browns. And then you see how they discarded him. I I did see that. Yeah, but yeah. It,
2: it, it did it did kind of work for an extent there. But it, it, in comparison to like yesteryear, they they are getting developed more at the college level because they all run pro
1: style offenses now all the way down into high school. So
2: they they are getting more experience in that aspect.
1: They're they the see that's nope that's not what's happening. It's, it's not, not against pro.
2: pro level talent,
1: but it's it's the, it's the pro no, system. They're they're not running pro systems in college. The pro the pro system in NFL is changing. They're doing a lot more spread. They're doing a lot oh, more sure, adoption yeah. That's what's changing the college game. The college game hasn't really changed that much as far. How many how many teams are um taking the ball under center? Little to none. But that that's evolved in the NFL. The NFL game is changing, which is making it a little bit more like with the past game is more accessible. But once again, I'm not seeing where you're giving some of these quarterbacks a chance. I hope um Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson turning around. I hope that Baker Mayfield has a resurgence this year. There I think there's I hope that there.
2: Dak does hope the Dak doesn't suck again like yeah, he always what- does.
1: Us, that's just the Cowboys. I mean, we can't it really. The, he, you once you put that star on your helmet, you know, you're guaranteed to not win anything. But you feel like, you, oh, we them boys. But that's a whole nother situation. <laughs> I mean, twenty. I mean, just come on. Because so, Jared so, Jones
2: gives a lot of money he, to bad quarterbacks like like Dak
0: Prescott.
1: <laughs> yeah. He
2: gives a lot. He gives a lot of money to
1: bad freaking coaches. I he, he he does that too. No argument. No right, argument he, he, here. Man, it's all—it's all. I'm almost wanted to like freaking um segue into another situation where you've got a bad owner, general manager, president does everything, wants to be the face of everything, and it's just a little bit too old for what the game is going on right now. There's somebody else that might that also may have an illegitimate relationship in the past that may be trying to pay you know, um and sign an NDA for people not to find out about. I don't know. Do we want to get into that yet, or we want to talk a little bit? Of the NFL? We'll, 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 we'll get
0: into, we'll get into that in a little bit.
2: But so, well, I guess I guess we'll just put a bow on this by saying we're all in agreement that the, we're in the transition period with the quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, we are like, definitely. Yeah, we definitely, like I said earlier. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. definitely in the transition period with the quarterbacks. It's just, yeah. um, and and I think don't let you, him
1: talk you into that mess. Look at, don't let we him are. do we that. Are. No. We are not. Yeah, we're all in agreement. I don't see what you're like. trying to do over there. No, we'll we're see. all in
0: agreement. <laughs> and and, 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 and bef- wild. And before, <laughs> before I go any further, I'm looking at the list and I'm thinking, I was like, you know what I said? If you ask me, and this may come as a hot take Um, take Russell Wilson, put him in the honorable mention list, and swap him with Derek Carr. Because I think that – you remember before Derek Carr got hurt, that one season he was in consideration for the MVP? Yeah. And and then he kind of had a few sluggish years after that. And then something happened last year where everything kind of just came together. I mean, besides from having Hunter Renfro and then also having Darren Waller, one of the the best tight ends in the league. Now – I lost Ruggs midseason. Yeah, yeah. yeah, lock, and yeah, he
2: lost, he over he overcame that.
0: Yeah, lost Rugs midseason, so lost, lost Gruden. Yep. The, the, yep. You, you, insurmountable odds.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, talk about it, Eddie. Cole. Yeah,
0: I'm saying, like you know, I got I got much respect for Derek Carr because like I, I wasn't feeling him him to come out through injury. You know, to get injured, have them a few sluggish years, to come out this year with Rugs being gone, the coach getting eight six, and everything else is being handed towards him. Now he gets college teammate Devontae Adams. Yep, yeah, I'm switching. Russ, you want honorable mention, and Derek Carr. Yes, Derek Carr goes in my top ten list. Uh, he'll crack it next year. That he will. Yeah, Derek Carr, he will definitely crack it next year. So, yeah, so we're, in tra-
2: we're in transition.
0: Go ahead. Uh, so, 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 so transition. All right, moving right along. Let's talk about Juan Soto, fellas, because if I'm the Washington Nationals. I'm looking at the damage that he did at the home run derby and I'm scratching my head like, damn, what, how many break strokes do we have to back up for him to stay in Washington? Because apparently that 400 plus million dollars just wasn't enough. Sky D, what say you?
2: Man, my, my heart goes out to Nationals fans. We got we got a regular Joe Joe Gavkin, Joey Buckets. You know this guy. He's a diehard watching mm-hmm. everything, and and this is the problem right now with the business that that is sports. Not just baseball, but sports across the board is it's just the money from from the college football ranks to the live golf tournament to Major League Base. It's it's such. This is the downside of sports that you can offer in this day and age, 15 years, $440 million, and it's not good enough. Now I know that that contract had some, it had some more layers to it than just here's a pile of money play for us. I know there was other aspects to that, but the nationals are just a couple years of removed from winning the world series with um, Rendon and, and Soto is like the, the future and, and they overcame losing Bryce Harper. I mean these guys it, it's it's a it's a tough thing because now what are you gonna do? Where do you go through Washington? You have to get a lot back. You have to demand a lot for this guy because he's twenty four and he's still under club control. They were offering him like an extension so they were and the guy's personable and exciting. He went and won the 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 home run derby last week man that was like that was the highlight of the all star week all together I thought more more Mm -hmm. so than the game itself you got to see these guys personalities and a little bit on the field they were you know mingling with Albert Pujols and you know Soto's a likable kid I I, I hate this aspect of of the world of sports but you and I guys we've kind of talked about it (laughs) what's more likely next year for Soto or Aaron Judge to be a Yankee If the Yankees are going to get this guy, they're going to have to give up a a lot. They have like a a, some some good farmhand, you know, some good young players right now in their system. But right now, there's really only five teams that are competing for the World Series. If you think about it, you got the Astros and the Yankees, then you got the Braves and the and the Dodgers, and probably the Mets. Those are the teams that are really going after the World Series this year. If one of those teams get this, all the balance tilts in their favor if they can get Soto, but they're going to have to give up a lot to to get him and then they're going to have to pay him a whole bunch to keep him <sighs> business side of baseball boys this is this is this is a tough one because they know as a as a guy who roots for the Yankees I'd love to see him in pinstripes I I don't know how the Yankees can afford to pay John Carlos Stanton the contract he has with 7 years left on that at age 32 plus Judge is 30 and he's probably going to want like a 10 year deal and so they're already offering a 15 year. I mean, where does it end with, with, with paying that kind of money? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where you go from here for the
1: nationals. Go ahead. B-Lan. This is, this is what you do. First of all, let's start by getting away from the $440 million part. That's the thing that jumps out to everybody. $440 million. Good Lord. How do you turn down that much money? It's easy. It's very easy because you look at what is called the AAV, average annual value. 15 years, 440 million dollars in the landscape of baseball right now is not even a top 10 or a top 15 contract. You're making
2: my point for me though. You're that's what I'm saying. The money is is escalating so much. Like, where does it end? I mean, for that to be not good,
1: that's crazy. But also here's another another thing that a lot of people are not factoring. Why would anybody in their right mind sign a contract to stay with a team that long and you don't even know who the owner is going to be in two years? Teams that's up for true, sale. That's, that's
2: that's that's true, but the but the contract would travel. If he gets oh, that contract, it oh, goes oh, with him. So yeah, I'm not, I'm it's just a ma- it's a matter of yeah. just walking into to that money. That's that's well, but here's but the thing again. You're right, but, you're, but you're right that that's got it for him. I'm sure that's weighing on him to not know who the owner's going to be.
1: Because sure. what those contracts going to end up turning um turning up being is that you're going to lock yourself into something that ain't going to be worth the um the price of tea in China in three or four years. I know it may be backloaded, but now you're already talking about hey, I'm only getting paid fifteen million year one 17 million year two 19 million year three. 21 million year four, 23 million year five. And now when I turn 30, I'm still at the Washington Nationals and now they can't move me because now my contract backloaded. back mm. See that? See, that's, that's where I'm looking at. What, what players need to do is what the NBA is doing very well at. It sucks, but shorter contracts but baseball shorter contracts, get your money now. Because in five years, you could get even more money if you do it with it. Like these, these, these contracts that go for God knows how long. Yes, this seems like a decent amount of money. But $440 million over 15 years isn't that much and he knows that his agent knows that they don't know the status of that organization sorry Joey Buckets but he knows it they don't know the status of that organization i'm not willing to sign that contract i hey, i you know what i'll sign 5 years 200 million right now i do 5 years 200 million 40 million average annual value i sign that and stay with the nationals and show people that i'm loyal i signed that right now the nationals didn't offer that that's why now they're trying to trade him. Scott Borris knows what he's doing. He's the agent for um, Juan Soto. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows the kid's um, value is worth way more than t- averaging twenty eight million a year. Come on, they know they know they need to do better, and they 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 try they try some backloaded contract that ain't gonna work. Right, get hey, Juan Soto, get your money, get out of Washington D.C. Do what you need to do. You know what you're doing, St. Louis. I think he's going join us to in join us in right. Pittsburgh, where you belong. He's going to end up in St. Louis. St. Louis has got a better package for him as far as young prospects. St. Louis is on the cusp of being competitive. They're right there. They, they are. They, they're maybe <laughs> a piece away. So i I see him in St. Louis, maybe San Diego, maybe Sa- like one of one of those teams that they have moving pieces that would appease the Nationals because the Nationals going to want. A hefty penny for him. I, I see. I don't see him. I don't see him with the Yankees. I don't see him with the with the Dodgers. I don't see him with a um, team that's already there. I see him with a team that's on the cusp. Because there's gonna be a, there's a few teams that are trying to do what the Atlanta Braves did last year. They're gonna dump. They're gonna reload. And those are the teams that I see that on Juan Soto's gonna be at. One of those teams that are just they're gonna make the playoffs. That one player away that could get him to the world series, so we'll see. But yeah, that, that contract I, I wouldn't, I want to touch it because you got you can't look at the total, you can't look at the 440 million, you got to look at the average annual value 28 million per year for his level of play. Oh, dude, dude nope, can't do it. I,
0: I wish I could get one of them. Um... Average. What you call it? Was it A-A-V-B-Live? Average Average.
1: average, a- average B- annual value. Yes, I would love. Yeah, you could sign me for t- 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 200, uh, t- $280,000. You can take a couple of zeros off of that. I'd be perfectly signed $280,000. I, I, I'd be living life with $280,000 a year. Hey, well, I'm going to get there one day. All right, right now, I'm maybe at 28000 I just want one more zero a year. One more zero, we're going to get there, it's all right.
0: One more zero, yeah. So, yeah, I think um I've been hearing a lot about, you know, about when it comes to Juan Soto, like their teams are willing to dump uh, prospects and everything. I think the, somebody said the Guardians got a bunch of prospects. Everybody got prospects, and everybody wants in on the Juan Soto sweepstakes. How could you not? He's a, he's a, he's a hell of a talent, generational player, so we're going to see who does what. And uh, when we come back, right here on the Sports Bros Podcast, the unexpected happened this past week involving Vincent Kennedy McMahon. We'll talk about that right here next on the Sports Bros Podcast. All right, as B-Live alluded to earlier, there's a certain owner of a certain company that decided to retire after 40 years on top. We are talking about Vincent Kennedy McMahon um everybody you know the story about what's going on um allegations of everything and hush monies NDAs and all that fellas I will say this well first of all um uh, this is the rest of the segment of the podcast so if you don't want to listen to the rest of the segment of the podcast hang around anyway but if you really don't want to listen to it come back to the choices of voice I give it about five ten minutes we'll get there. we'll get it but um Fellas, Vince McMahon's impact on the wrestling business, and I was one of the many that thought I would never see the day where he would retire. Sky D D man, um, what say you? Well, uh, if we're talking what what has he meant
2: to the world of the the world of wrestling and just actually pop culture in general, he, he he's been a major crossover, and I, we we don't know the the full story yet because there is still some. Chapters unwritten as far as what happened with him and some of these these women and and the allegations of paying hush money, if if it if indeed it was just uh, you know him paying a woman that he had an affair with or several women he had an affair with to to be quiet, that you know okay fine it was it was a scummy thing to do to cheat on his wife and all, all that stuff you know, it, we're we're gonna we're just gonna stick to you know the the part of what he meant at wrestling wise. And, and as far as like the, the cross of the, he was really an innovator because we grew up. Well, at least I did. Cause I'm older than you guys watching, uh, territories. The WWE was in my area in the, in the Western Pennsylvania, in the Northeast. And in the South, there was, the Georgia and the NWA and the Ric Flair area. And, you know, it was, there's territories all, all around the country. And Vince McMahon thought that wasn't good enough. He wanted to conquer it all. And he kind of tied it all together, became one big powerhouse. And he did a lot of that in the early 80s, Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania, and never looked back from there. Just, you, you know, he had he had some legal issues with a, a little bit of a, a drug trial in there in the early 90s. And he got through that, and he had a few scandals along the way. But this is a guy who... Took wrestling as like kind of a a taboo thing where you know you had just like you're kind of wrestling fan into a a enormous a a public company you know a a company that is mainstream you know and and I kind of always thought of Vince as as a Lorne Michaels type of 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 guy where he's head of this entertainment company and you see guys on Saturday Night Live move on. They, he has a, a, good ca- a good cast, and these people leave, and they go to, and do movies and become stars, and there's always a place for them. They always come back. You always see some of these stars come back, and they host a show or do cameos and guest spots. And that's kind of way way uh, WWE, in the back then the WWF was. He created stars, and those stars would kind of move on, and then he would replace them with other stars. But they always come back. They always come home. You always see some of these older guys come back. But look at some of the biggest celebrities that are out there today. There's no bigger celebrity right now than The Rock. That's a wrestler. Hulk Hogan had a movie career and TV career. John Cena, the Bella Twins, the Miz. I mean, there's a a number. Dave Bautista is a guy who's not super widely known, but he was a guy that was in one of the most successful movie franchises of all time. I mean, there's just been a lot of crossover where people know who these guys are. And Vince McMahon, in recent years, although he's kind of gotten a little bit maybe stale some would say he's been an absolute genius when it comes to marketing and getting this product to be more than just a regional wrestling program and turned it into something that the three of us enjoy talking about all the time it's something that people just get behind they love pro wrestling you know he doesn't like to be just pro wrestling company he wants to be sports entertainment company the wrestling is where it began with all of us, and Vince McMahon took it and made it really big. So, you know, I have a lot of good memories of watching WWE programming that ultimately was a responsibility of Vince McMahon. So, yeah, kind of sad to see him going out this way because I don't think he was really ready to retire per se. But, you know, I, I, he leaves behind to me a, a very successful, albeit controversial, legacy.
1: I agree with you on a lot of those aspects. We would not be talking about wrestling on our podcast the way we are if it wasn't for Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He took something that is it's actually cool to be a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago, eh, 30, 40, ew. it's cool to be a wrestling fan because it's transcendent. It's transcendent. There is not a sport out there alive that at some point in time doesn't use a championship belt and it doesn't use some type of gimmick, something that came from WWE. You remember that video? Uh, what was it? The Indianapolis Colts in the locker room? Give me two claps and a Ric Flair? Yeah. Trans- <laughs> transcendent. Almost every sport has some type of championship belt. That All... Everything that WWE brought to the table. Now, granted, some of these some of these gimmicks have come from other wrestling factions, other wrestling productions: NWA, ECW, WCW, TNA, Impact, and now um the latest competition. But and is on um, with AEW. None of I would say, especially with AEW, um, TNA, Impact. These, some of these um, um, promotions wouldn't even be in existence if it wasn't for the groundwork that Vince McMahon did. We like to joke about him on his creative side of things because he's old. And some of his ideas were over here just like, bro, come on, man. The storyline in wrestling, uh, nobody cares, old man. Yeah, Let's push up the different. When it came to the social media atmosphere, the amount, the reach that WWE has, it has a bigger reach than most other sports entertainment factions, industries, sports in general. Like, it literally has a bigger reach. There's not too many more things that reach the global aspect more than what WWE does. Oh,
2: worldwide, worldwide.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, outside of the Super Bowl, I mean, there's not too much that really beats what WWE, especially with what they do with WrestleMania, and just the different, like, just coverage in general, and then all the different ways it means. Please, AEW, Tony Khan, for the love of God, streaming, HBO Max, make it happen. Good lord! The WWE Network, I think, was possibly the best thing that WWE ever did because it made everything that much more accessible. We ended up spending the money on anyway, but it, it just it it almost alleviated some of our own out of pocket because he now generated more revenue with um advertising and stuff like that. So where they're making the same amount of money, we're spending less. We're getting to see the pay per views. I just I just I've always had trouble coming up with 50 60 bucks for yeah. one of one event where I'm sitting at the house. If I'm paying 50-60 bucks, I would at least like to be at at where it's at. And so having to pay 50-60 bucks for every um UFC fight, every um big pay-per-view event, that's 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 tough on the pocket, Dana White. I said what I said. <laughs> pay, pay, paying it, paying that money um every time <laughs> yeah we know yeah all we right, right
2: cool <laughs> it's tough, it's tough to pay for it to see it but yeah. I, I, but another thing with with Vince McMahon too is his everything that, that is the wd wwe is his vision mm-hmm. if you watch AEW or some of these other wrestling shows which I like I actually I'm a, probably at this point prefer AEW but when you're watching it it's like watching an old school wrestling show The WWE has the production value of that—that's second to none. The production of it, it, you know, it's—it's—it's become just—it's—it's a show. It's a traveling show, and the production value is—is incredible. From the entrances to the the highlight reels and packages they put in place, and the and the music—I mean, everything about it is just an entirely big production. And that's all to all goes back to the vision of, of Vince McMahon.
0: Yeah, B-Live, you remember when we were we were in Detroit and we went to Hell in a Cell and just seeing the presentation of Hell in a Cell, like we see this big, ominous red cage. I mean, the cage had its own theme music. Boom, 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 boom. Had yeah, it yeah, had its own theme music. And people were cheering a cage. What industry do you know where people cheer <laughs> a cage being lowered <laughs> to the ring? I guess Vince was like, you know what? Damn it. If we're gonna bring the cage down, we gotta paint it red. We gotta give it some ominous, some scary music. We gotta make people fear this cage. It didn't scare me, but I was like, you know, that's a pretty
1: cool, you know, the light smile. I was, Okay, just from a production standpoint,
0: it, I get it. Mm-hmm. It was an
1: entire experience. Yep, a whole experience. And then, I mean, and so that that's one thing like I applaud, I applaud. Like at, at the end of the day, we talk a lot of trash about his his creative style, like some of the storylines of wrestling. We're just like, bro. Come on now, come <laughs> on. Like, if 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 Lacey Evans come out to this ring one more time, we don't. They don't have. They have no idea what they're doing with Lacey Evans one time. And their fourth feed is Austin theory, and his name is Austin Theory. It ain't just theory, but you know, I, I get into some of the silliness. But at the end of the day, he built a brand that will be around for decades. This is is almost self-sufficient because here's the thing about wwe we're going to watch it whether it's good or bad yeah watching it watching it when it's good oh holy if it's bad what the hell is you doing and we're over here waiting for you to get 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 me to something that's going to be good but guess what we're watching it we're engaged heel versus face it's literally it's it is it is psychology one-on-one, like he he knows how to get into the minds of the people, whether you like him or you hate him. That's exactly what the chemistry, the foundation of what sports entertainment, when it comes to wrestling, is all about. And Vincent Kennedy McMahon absolutely knows that part of it and manipulated it and made himself quite a bit of money on that simple, simple, um, simple thought that simple mind process
0: yeah because like a lot of people say you know oh well, he bought out the territories it was bad for business you got to think about it at one point in time like the, the mid-90s looking at wrestling it was bad for both wcw and wwf at the time it was bad like you said the steroid scandal and then wcw going to this whole transition period and then you the next thing you know here comes monday night raw and then here comes monday nitro and then they got the Monday Night Wars and, you know, Vince's top superstars, they leave and jump ship. Vince over in the panic and all of a sudden, I, I think like, like Vince thrives off of competition. He thrives off of competition. He thrives off of being pushed and being forced by, you know what, I got to adjust. So then came the attitude era. I can't tell you a single good match from the era, attitude era, but I can tell you moments from the attitude era. And so Vince just rolled that wave. Rolled that wave, and so and he wound up buying his own competition, which he did. You, you a bad man when you buy your own, you buy your own <laughs> competition. You got a bunch of money. You a bad man if you could buy your own competition. We got to say, Scotty D. He had big stones. I mean, that's that's what got him to where he is.
2: And not everything worked. I mean, he tried the XFL, that didn't work, and he tried it again, and it's not working the second time.
1: And, and we and- haven't gotten there yet. And it's not, it's not Vince McMahon. It's The Rock that's doing that. Well that's
2: because he had to he already had to sell it because already sucked the second time. So not everything he did was good. We all agree that it wasn't very good. No, the second we night. do not. So,
1: you're to stop we, using we, that well, line. We do not agree. With we all everything agree that, that, you that, say that the Scottie XFL
2: did.
0: was a failure twice. We all agree on that. No,
1: we do not. Wait a Amazing. minute. What 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 was that? What was that? Go ahead. What was about to say, live I was about to say we do not agree with Scotty D. Like not, not at all. I, I'll let you know when I agree with you. Trust me, don't I? I'll say All right, so we red. can all
2: agree that the XFL was a terrible product, first time and second time, and we can just move on from there.
0: Well, fellas, looking at my watch is about that time.
1: Mm. Guess what time it is. Uh, Scott to stop being a heel. That's what that's, <laughs> what that's what that's what that's what we need to stop doing. He ain't gonna force feed, uh force feed us with some BS. Hell no. But yeah, this it's time for something else. <laughs> baby shark doo. baby shark. Oh,
0: according to his watch, this time for our favorite portion of the show, you guess it the choices of the voices. With well, that being said, lay your button. Hit it. Choices of the voices coming at you right now.
1: And now our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices.
0: Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so loving Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show. May you heard a woman It is this time once again for another edition of our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices. We ask you the question; you give us an answer, and we read it and have fun with it. But that being said, Scotty D, what's on tap for this week's choices of the voices?
2: Uh, in the spirit of this past week's All Star Game and going to the old Ball Game, we said we asked. Uh what's your pleasure when you go? What do you like to buy, purchase, consume, eat, drink? What what's what do you like to go and get when you're at the ballpark? And we had a lot of people that showed up and uh
0: gave us some pretty pretty good answers already. Cool. What 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 did they say? What, what did the people say? What did the people let's, say? Let's go ahead and fall into it, shall we? All right, Hunter Simboli, who was on the show last week. Thanks for popping up with us, buddy. Uh he says, dollar hot dogs are the move in Cleveland. Can't go wrong with some loaded nachos and jalapenos.
2: Okay. All our dogs. Good luck with yeah, where, them. <laughs> yeah, anywhere where, else.
1: Yeah. Oh. I was just saying, all right, well, my, I may want to go to a Cleveland Guardians game now. <laughs> yeah. Get, yeah I'll, I'll throw down some dollar. A, a dollar? A whole American dollar? Yeah. Okay, I could can, I can do that. I can do that.
2: I can tell you from experience, it weren't any fun at the Wild Things Park last summer on Dollar Hot Dog night. That.
0: There's no fun <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. All right, we got Tom Wynn. He said years ago, uh I'd say I would stop buying stadium beers um when the prices went super nuts. Yet, despite pre-gaming in the parking lot, <laughs> parking lot and pounding the beers, I still buy them inside. So Tom All Wynn right. likes the beers, like the beers. All right. The there, Hall of- there you
2: go, be Live.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, the Hall of Fame of Uncle Max he says a large soda. And a couple of hot dogs is my usual. Last time I went to see the Pelicans, I also bought a T-shirt and a cap. So glad I work at Dagwoods. They allow me to wear my Pelicans gear to work. Represents. To
2: talk yeah, Myrtle
1: Beach Pelicans, baby. Yep. Myrtle and Beach. he also throws in where he works at at Dagwoods, yep, in North Myrtle Beach. Nice gotta, little sports bar. Yeah. Yep. I gotta. I gotta check that. Um, is it? Is it right? Is it located right in front of um? What was that um? Where the um Grand Prix used to be at?
2: Yeah, it, it
1: used to be Sticky what, Fingers. What, is down, it? A Bylow? Wendy, Wendy Hill? Yeah, right yeah, there The, the bilo. That area. Super. The bilo the super yep. Okay, the Super Bylow. Right. Okay, I know yep. exactly where that's at. Okay, gotta check that out. Uncle Matt's doing what it do. Yes, sir. All right, right in that area. All right,
0: Sean Connors. He says he says PNC has some great diet coke <laughs> for a small fee of seven dollars. The best diet coke around
2: yeah that, that, that was my part. We, just, we went to the Pirate Yankee game with me a couple weeks ago here, and we, we chose not to go to the the Tom Win B Be live beer route We just had a couple of, <laughs> um, refreshing, of refreshing non-alcoholic beverages, and they are not cheap either so. you better, hey,
0: you, better, you, better sip, <laughs> you better sip slow and savor the flavor.
1: Man, I'm, yeah. in, I'm, gonna need a, I'm gonna need an extra cup of
0: ice. Hey <laughs> y'all
1: <laughs> keeling me.
0: $3, $3 for some ice? No, nah, I'm good. I'll swallow spit. I'm good. All right. <laughs> All right, we got Trey Dizzle. He says, I get chicken fingers and fries with honey mustard.
2: He gets them at the, at the sports bars too. That's why he always got it over time. That's, that's what he gets everywhere. <laughs> and, and, and I think he goes on to express he loves Zach Prescott as well.
0: So All right, moving right along, we got Chris Phillips. <laughs> Chris Phillips
1: said, peanuts. Peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever go back. Yeah, will go back. Is. This is now, funny. okay. Now the question I gotta ask him. Maybe he'll respond. Maybe hear this. Now, does he um? Does he prefer roasted or boiled? Ooh, that's that. That is that is a very, very, very important answer because, mm-hmm. fellas, I'm I, I like mine. I lo- I love boiled peanuts. I love that's ballpark. a that's a southern thing though. You don't you
2: don't get those in most northern ballparks. I mean I, I don't think at most ballparks. So but Chris Phillips also he's a Pittsburgh guy who lives in the South. So I'm guessing he's going dry roast. That's that's just what I would I would take. Oh,
1: okay. With the salt with,
2: the salt,
0: with the salt, gotta have the salt. All right. <laughs> we got um, we got Keith Murphy. He said Wawa Classic in the parking lot. Woo! Wawa's. in case you don't know what Wawa's is. Wawa's is a convenience store chain, like in the northeast part of the country, like um, Philly, Jersey, that area. And Wawa got some bomb sandwiches. Let me tell you, boy, them yeah. things are good. They are good. <laughs> he is not lying about Wawa's. All right. The coffee and but the sandwiches on point. Matty Ice, Martin Tracy, he says, always got to have one of these when you go to Fenway. Matter of fact, um, took my daughter to a three-game week, um, to a three-week, took the daughter to the game three weeks ago for a 5-4 win over the choice. Now, I think I missed something, fellas. What did he say? What did, exactly,
1: did he do? He probably, have- most likely with him, he probably posted a picture. And I'm trying it, to see. Yeah, he has a picture of him in his At
2: first, he had a picture of the Fenway Franks.
1: Yeah, okay, Fenway I, Franks. Oh, okay, yeah, that'll do it. And then a a couple pictures
2: of him and his daughter, great pictures of him and his daughter at Fenway. That's, that's what you love right there, man. Going to the ball, taking your kid to the ball game and having a hot dog. I I love that. That's that's good.
0: Even if it is a Red Sox fan, I'm good with it. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Brian early. He said, I go right to the pizza shop uh, and grab a slice and a pin Pilsner. Watch three innings and then leave and go to Mike's beer
1: bar across the street. <laughs> he he says, After one beer, <laughs> said, right, I'm 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 good. I'm gonna go to the bar where I can get three for the same price. <laughs> one, I understand it. Yeah. I wish I had that in me. I, I can't, I can't. When I do go to the um, I'll get into that later. But yeah, I can understand you get um. Three innings. All right. I was here. I saw a piece of it. I'm going to watch yeah. the rest of it. Yep. In, in in some air conditioning um, with, the, with the big screen and cheaper beer. I like it. Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> Draft me, please. All right. We got Ed Martin. He said, when I used to go to Fenway Park before ticket prices went through the roof, I would buy a big bag of peanuts from the street vendors and take my seat and get a beer and enjoy. So the combination of beer and peanuts
2: yep All
1: right. Um, it was the way it made it sound like he was able to get peanuts from outside yeah. and was able to take them in genius
0: smart man. pretty
1: sure they don't allow that now
0: no they don't allow that, that now hey where you going with that sir <laughs> in the garbage I,
1: I don't know I don't know but that, that was okay that's the way to go look people sneak
0: all kind of things in games but I'm no. not going to tell but I digress where's the almighty be like alright <laughs> Nikki Rock, another great name. She says, cotton candy every time. Cotton candy for Nikki Rock. If you smell what the Rock is cooking, she likes cotton candy. (laughs) (laughs) Good old cotton candy. With that being said, shout out to Hunter, Tom Wynn, Uncle Max, Sean Connors, Trey Dizzle, Chris Phillips, Keith Murray, Maddie Iceborn, Tracy Bryan, Early, Ed Martin, and Nikki. I want to rock! For their participation (laughs) in this week's edition of The Choices of the Voices. I had to do it it just it just stood out there yeah, so shout out to you be live what are you what are you consuming what do you what do you what do you like in the state what what say you
1: oh uh, see see, Scotty d likes to spoil stuff like see that that wasn't necessary none of his comments from last week just because I love the occasional alcoholic beverage he't had to spoil it let me tell my my side of the story yes I like a beer. Please and thank you when I go to a baseball game. You know what I want to be? I want to be part of that. I want to be part of that snake where everybody takes the uh, plastic cups and stack them and stack them and stack them and let them just ride down four flights of stairs and everything. I want to be part of that crowd. That's what I want to do. There's only but a few excuses to go out to the ball game and just have a good old cold to lukewarm to warm. Um, big because because you can't be easy because it don't stay cold that long, no. But it's <laughs> but it, it's one of those things you'll deal with it the next day. But, like, why did I drink five of those? Whew. And because <laughs> it, at, um, at the Woodpeckers games, they have they actually have reasonable prices. But the um, the draft beers that they they um the Healy Bar at the Woodpecker Stadium has like 30 different beers on tap could oversee. It's just a great place to watch the game, but by the time I've had four or five of them at 7.5 ABV, that's like drinking 12 Yinglings, oh, I feel, the next day, and so, but it's all right, because I had a good time. Great, great um, souvenirs. I like what um, Uncle Matt said about just the souvenirs. You want to you carry something? I'm, I'm getting me a jersey next time I go to a game, but man, it's just something to take back memories from each time you go. Nothing like a live baseball game, and I love it. And a cold beverage to go along with it. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to shy from it. It is what your tea is. Scotty D, how about those um, $7 diet coats? I spent $7 <laughs> a a great time. Woo.
2: <laughs> actually i was drinking bottled waters at the last pirate game i went to a couple weeks ago but I, and i and i didn't get one this time during well, this this trip but i but i love getting a hot dog at a ballpark it's still to me the great tradition
1: question well no no you, you said it wrong you said you said you went to a pirates game no you went to a yankees game because so that's 16 to nothing score I mean that was a Yankees game that the Pirates that was, did not show up to. That was, that was a, a tough one. Game. That was a tough
2: one. <laughs> Difficult night for the Buckos. Sure was. You. Um,
1: you wearing your Pirates gear too, right?
2: I do have a Pirate shirt. On. I, I, I'm at the beach. I should just take this off and just
1: go for. No, for no, 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 that,
2: that that you will not.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, you we, want me to wear my Shark Week shirt? No, you 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 stay with say. Stay exactly how you're dressed right now. You can do whatever you want to do when we go off the air. But right now, while I got to look at you, I'm going to sit here and look at you. Please stay clothed. Okay. Well, I mean, I
2: already don't have pants
1: on. But anyway. I I
0: don't care. I don't have to see it. I'm on a budget, fellas. I can afford these FCC (laughs) fines. Hot dog.
1: A ballpark hot dog. That's what goes that's what goes at the game. Okay, you can't say you can't say a ballpark hot dog and mention that you're not wearing pants in the <laughs> same breath. It's not, let's not peanuts. do that. Peanuts, yeah, yeah. But uh, we got a ballpark hot dog, two peanuts, not peanuts. wearing pants, and cracker jacks. Oh my god, we are gonna get kicked out. Of- <laughs> wow! <Help>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, there's
0: All right, so my choice. Let's. See. <laughs> when i go to the ballpark i gotta have a bag of the roasted peanuts no matter which no matter where i'm at either if i'm at truest park in atlanta or up here in cleveland by progressive i gotta have a bag of the peanuts not just any peanuts but it gotta be the salted roasted peanuts they gonna make a mess but i ain't gotta clean it up it's just peanut shells it's, it's good for the earth earth friendly it's good for her so i like to have that and i like to have me you know one beer two beer or possibly three beers so um uh, what four beers bear. what five beers what? what six six <laughs> beers <Five. Seven laughs>
2: wrestling mode for those of you who don't You're know right. Right. We're, still, we're, still, we're still in the Vincent man mode I ain't oh been, man! I,
0: I ain't I'm drunk. I'm <laughs> swimming backwards. Oh hell yeah! No, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, for me, it's peanuts and beers. You can't go wrong with that. And with that being said, what's on tap next week's got to be for choices of the voices. All right. So next week we might be a little early on this,
2: but I don't care because fantasy football season is right around the corner. Oh, football season is looming, but fantasy football season comes first. So for those of you who like to participate in that, I want to ask you, who do you think right now should be the top three picks in fantasy football going into the 2022 season? Give us your top three fantasy football choices. And Eddie
0: Cole, that'll give us something to talk about next week. Yep. We will opine on the top three fantasy
1: mm-hmm.
0: football picks.
1: What you got to say what, behind? What you said Wasn't it Corey that won the Sports Bros Fantasy Football League? Yep congratulations to him blah whatever i'm still a three-time um sports bros fantasy football champion um it is what well, it is
2: which is incredible considering we've only done it two years that's absolutely
1: <laughs> amazing you, you, ama- you, amazing amazing statistic we recognize the aba before they merged into the nba so we, so just like we're gonna we're gonna Recognized the Eddie Cool Football League before it merged into the Sports Bros Football League. So, mm. okay. so, so, so my championships are just as valid, sir.
0: Outstanding. Yeah. So 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 kind like Rick Flair the sixteen
1: world championships. I mean, you know, exactly. That good. Good point. Good point, there, guy. There we go. So Scotty Deacon suck on a. all right ladies
0: that's been another edition of choice of the voices we finna get the hell up out here we (laughs) finna go home for a round of pepper hold on baby don't sneeze pepper coming right up
1: okay boys let's bring it home
2: with
0: a round of pepper Well, you heard a woman, it's time for us to go home and get the hell up out of here. But before we go, we got a round of pepper. That's right, you know how we do it? Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of soda, not really, baby, just don't sneeze on me because that thing is still out there, all right? You know how we do it? Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of soda, not really, it's to engage, enlighten, and most importantly, entertain. All right. With that being said, I'll go first. You guys remember um, on this day in history, Nolan Ryan. You guys remember Nolan Ryan, right? Ryan Express. Yeah, I kind of remember a little something about him. Yep, yep. Um, he put that one dude in in a headlock and gave him a knuckle sandwich. Yep. So uh, <laughs> Ventura. Yep. Never forget. I'm pretty sure Robert Ventura way so that damn old man beat the hell out of my head. All <laughs> right. So on this day back in 1992, the Ryan Express he strikes out his 100th batter for the 20. 20- Third consecutive seasons. Think about it.
2: Let's say pick. it one more time.
0: He struck out his 100th batter for the 23rd time in, in consecutive seasons. And in, in, in all 23 years wow. he's playing, he struck out 100 batters. So let's do some math, right quick, shall we? 23 times 100. Two thousand three
1: hundred strikeouts. Nope. And that's it. That's at least now there's at plenty least. of seasons where he struck 200, 300 batters out. Yeah. He was a, he was a master at the strikeout game. And so, yeah, 23 straight seasons. How many, how many pitchers can say that they pitched 23 seasons, period? Not a lot. Cause he yeah. pitched like, he pitched
0: like with the 70s, 80s, and the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know what? That's one guy I really wish I would have saw play, Nolan Ryan. Really, I really wish I would have saw him like doing old do. school. Yeah. Old school. Yep. <clears throat> yep. yep. Over to you, Scotty D. Okay, so
2: the Buckos the other day drafted Tamar Johnson. Many were considered considered him to be the best hitter in the draft. He says, Pirate fans, you got the best player in the draft. Gives me hope. For the year 2026, when he finally comes, out, finally comes around, um, for that four-year window, we'll say goodbye to him in 2030. But the Buccos took on the this past weekend the Marlins, who going into the series hadn't scored in like 33 innings or something. And of course, they put eight on the board against the Buccos. So that's that's a whole other thing. It's a team that struggles to score. They scored eight on the first night. The second night, the Pirates beat them one to nothing. So the Marlins again back to their struggles. Sunday with the, the fifth inning with the score tied 1-1. They start off the inning with a batter getting hit by a pitch. The next batter comes up and bunts. I was blown away because not only did he lay down a beautiful bunt against Pittsburgh, but he beat it out. So now they had runners on first and second and nobody out. So I turned to my dad and said, wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't it be smart if the Marlins would bunt again? And you know what they did? They bunted again and moved the runners to second and third. And the next batter got a bloop single and scored two runs. And that my friends is fundamental old school baseball. It's not swinging for the fences, hoping that home run it's manufacturing runs for a team that was struggling to score runs. I was so thoroughly impressed by a bunt and a bunt leading into two runs scored. I didn't even care. It was against the pirates. I was just so thrilled. The bunt, bunt bloop single, Gives me hope. Tamar Johnson gives me hope for the Pirates. The Miami Marlins gave me hope for baseball. Be live. Over to you, my friend.
1: That that was very that was very touching. Um that you were excited about a Bunt Bunt bloop single. Yeah. While he's excited. Wa- while he's watching his other team, the New York Yankees lead the um major leagues in um home runs. All right, cool. Hey, Here's do you different-
2: think there was a do you think there was any bunt bunt singles going on in that 27 to 3 Blue Jays Red Sox? Game?
1: <laughs> ended up being 28 Woo! to 5. 28, uh 28 to 5, yeah, 28 eight to 5. What in the world is going Woo! on? And
0: then the one dude, and then the one dude quit on the play. He quit on the play. I'm just gonna walk towards the ball. I'm,
1: shipping, I'm shipping your ass to the minors now. <laughs> now he looked he looked up, completely lost the ball. It lands a good thirty feet behind him. He realizes it. He looks back. Yeah. Oh. All right. Cool. No, another one of my guys is already running toward it because I clearly missed it. <laughs> Inside the park, Grand, Grand Slam. Sam. You got you, you. You can't make this stuff up. All right, Red Sox, get together. So, so that right. so,
0: so that dude just had a real orange Cassidy moment. <laughs> I
1: don't care. Like, Whatever. He, he threw his Whatever. hands up. He was like. Yeah, I, I don't. Want, I don't got it. I don't got it. All right. Well, I'm gonna stick with baseball. I'm gonna switch up my switch up my situation here because um draft um, um with the draft and everything. So Mason McGuire gets drafted, I believe, in the eighth round. And you might wonder, Mason McGuire, why does that name sound somewhat familiar? Who well. Mason McGuire is the son of slugger Mark McGuire. Um, and with his 70 home runs, and we just talked about him last week. Mason gets drafted in the eighth round. Um, why is this significant though? Is because of who he got drafted by out of all the teams in Major League Baseball, he gets drafted. By the Chicago Cubs. Mark McGuire had an infamous battle with one Sammy Sosa and the Chicago Cubs back at the height of the home run slugging steroid era, etc. Blah, blah, blah. One of the most exciting rivalries when it came to the home runs and such and such. And now Mason McGuire is playing for the enemy. Hey. Mason, do your thing, bruh, bruh. Sammy Sosa, you look good before you um went 10 shades lighter. I said what I said. Eddie, cool. The ball.
0: Yeah, he had the nerd to wear a pink uh, suit. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I'll edit it out. I got to glue my throat. Three, two, one. All right. So last week, well, actually, earlier, we were talking about wrestling and Vince McMahon. And uh, last week, I told the world about. Ric Flair's retirement match is the last match ever. It'll be taking place in Tennessee, I think Nashville, Tennessee, the thirty-first of July at the Municipal Auditorium. All right, this is the last Jim Crockett promotion event, but that's not the only match on the card, fellas. I found the card itself, and let's take a listen to who is on this card as well. Too pretty stacked. All Ooh. right, so going from the bottom to the top, we got a bunkhouse battle royal, which means you're gonna see people in tight jeans. Dusted Boots and Tape fists They fighting for a golden boot. Um, If you don't know what a bu- Bunkhouse Battle Royal is, just type Dusted Rules, baby, the a Bunkhouse Stampede and you'll see everything that you need, baby. Citizen. Watch out now. All right. All right. Then representing the uh, AAA, aaa Mexican wrestling, luchadors. we got Laredo Kid versus Bandito versus Tarus versus Ray Fenix. All right. Um, Representing New Japan, we got Yuya Yamura, a wrestling in place of the injured Clark Connors as he takes on Ren Narita. We got the Briscoe Brothers, Mark and Jay Briscoe, coming fresh off the um, the match they had with FTR, versus the Von Ericks. That's right, Kevin Von Erick got some kids, and they're wrestling too. Then we have the Wolves versus the Motor City Machine Guns. And then for the Impact Knockouts Champion, or actually the Impact Knockouts Champion, Jordan Grace versus Deonna Purrazzo versus Rachel Ellery. Uh, then we have an Impact World Championship match as we have Jossic at Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu from Major League Wrestling. And of course, the main event itself, Ric Flair and Andrade E. El versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. There's been a series of like vignettes and videos. It's 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 a nice story about it. It's just like it's it's not just like, okay, here's Ric Flair's last match, but they put some production behind it. And um, yeah, the create the creative aspect is pretty good. So um uh, yeah, loaded. They car. busted him
2: open, I believe. Didn't they bust him open at yeah. the press conference?
0: Yeah, they. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he got beat up at the press conference after the press conference. <laughs> and, uh, it was um some some pretty
1: good piece of work. Pretty good piece Let's of work. Let's make sure. So you we've got SummerSlam Saturday, right? Uh, and then we yeah. got this coming Saturday. And then you've got T um, the. It sounds almost like a TNA pay per view. I don't know what it is, but so pro- Jim, pro- promotion. Hey, yeah. we got a full weekend of um wrestling. I ain't mad at it at all. Let's
2: get it. And UFC, Juliana Pena trying to defeat Amanda Nunez
1: for a second time. This is going to be a loaded weekend of um, action sports. I like it. I like it. Yes, sir.
0: A loaded weekend. I need nine TVs. Over to you, Scotty
2: D. Okay, so this past weekend, I went to a golf tournament. That was to benefit the Cal U Vulcans football team. That's my alma mater. You guys have heard me talk about Cal U Vulcans before. And last year, the Cal U Vulcans went nine and one. And that was brought up by head coach Gary Dunn. Gary Dunn was a friend of mine when I went to school. He was a starting center when I, was, when I attended Cal. He's now the head man in charge down at Cal. And he said these words, last year we went nine and one. And that was unacceptable. This year we're going 11 and 0, and we're going to win the conference. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. That's what I like to hear right there, baby. Nine and one, unacceptable. That gives me hope for the Cal U Vulcans. I will keep you guys posted. Be live. Over to you. Is this a
0: Vulcan? Is this a Vulcan sign? Is this a Vulcan sign?
2: Uh, uh, uh. I think that's a Star Trek thing. Yeah, I don't know. We don't do that. <laughs>
1: Our side oh. is this. This is what we... Yeah. <laughs> what we okay, gotcha. <laughs> he ought to done great at that school. Man. All right. <laughs> oh, my second pepper point. Well, hey, I, I love these segues, so I'm gonna talk a little golf myself. All right. Well, it, there have been some talks and a little bit of negotiationals and whatnot going on with the Live Golf Tour and a certain commentator... That wants to join the invitational series um, by the name of Charles Barkley. Kenny. Oh, Kenny. And so Charles Barkley's been a little outspoken when it comes to the Live Golf Tour. When speaking of, well, we've all taken blood money before. All right. I'm, hey, I'm not, not all of us, but hey, hey, <laughs> man, he's been alluded to the simple fact that, hey, Somebody finally just say it. They're paying us and we want some more money. What's, what's wrong with saying that? And so he's been very controversial about it. But he, go, he goes even a step further because he is scheduled to appear in a Pro-Am event um, in New Jersey. He's playing in a Pro-Am event for the Live um, Golf Tour this coming Thursday. And he met with Greg Norman, the CEO of the Live Golf Tour. He said, um, play a player. Um, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need an offer from you because I want to come and be a commentator for you and what, what you what you um what you trying to pay me. Um and if I don't have an answer by the time the tournament the pro am tournament ends on Thursday, there will be no deal. And I will not hold TNT hostage. Some reports have said that Charles Barkley is looking at the likes of sixty million dollars to come over and talk about golf. And I can see um, Scotty D shifting in his seat right now because the hair on the back of his neck is starting to stand up when I talk about this because he, Charles Barker, come on, bro. He, he said that he's saying that he, he's asking for this type of money, I believe, because he said he's already garnered a lot of talk about him being in the Pro-Am, and does anybody want to tell people that we're we're not paying to see Charles Barkley play golf? He's part of the blooper reel when it comes to golf, and, um, bruh, stick with, please stick with um, basketball. You got a great thing with Inside the NBA. Um, I, I would hate to see that break it up because you want to go talk about us, he, he might be an ex. He might know a lot about the sport. His mechanics just are not there. He might, be maybe Charles is a smarter person. What we give him credit for, he may know something about the sport that he's talking about. But I feel like it's more of an entertainment side of things. I don't know, but shoot, uh, the Live Golf tournament Live Golf Tour. I want to watch it this weekend, but I don't know what to watch it on. And no. No, so all right, and cool. Um, edit cool for the ball. I'm
0: all the way out the way. I'm trying not to get hit by a golf ball. because Charles Barkley, you never know what you're gonna get, you don't know if you're gonna get hit by the stick. Ain't, <laughs> by the ain't, dunkler, no I way, ain't
1: no way I'm paying money to sit on the side. What when he's about to tee off, ain't no way I'm sitting up. You the, the people that be just. Lined up right beside where people are teeing off, ain't no way in no, you ain't about to catch one, but on my temple, I already got a big enough knot on the top of my head already. What you mean? Oh, no, it's there.
0: You got a knot, you got that
1: knot <laughs> part right. see, here's the thing. I see, here's the thing. I talked about myself. I could have talked about the knot on your head, but see, there you see, you, you, but see, if you, if you just let it go, let me talk about myself. I was trying to be nice, but they. You talk, I, was, I, was you being I, I I didn't ask for an amen. This was not. I didn't. I didn't want an amen or a B selection from the choir.
0: Amen. <laughs> talk about your head. <laughs> All right. So, uh, enough for the head answering and everything. All right. So, my third and final pepper point. Um, it's a life lesson. Right? So any cool that gives a life lessons. So, um, there's been times where yours truly has been told that. He avoids conflict. You know what? I don't think it's called avoiding conflict. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna teach you a life lesson. Kids come close. Okay, Eddie's talking to you. It's called knowing when to pick your battles. Because, see, sometimes you gotta know when to fight and when not to fight. You gotta analyze the situation, okay? Is this worth fighting for? Okay, then I'm going to Get confrontational and get into conflict and just, and they have conflict resolution, which means you got to beat and slap and knock on upon each other. Just handle like real, true adults. All right. So, with that being said, know the difference between avoiding conflicts and picking fights. Because if you, if you learn how to pick your battles, if you learn how to pick your battles and be smart, you can live to fight another day. All right, that's all I got for you. Scotty, over to
2: you. You're being smart. Uh huh. You tell, teach us to be smart. Be smart. And and another another good thing to remember: you can pick your friends, you can pick your noses, but you can't pick your friend's noses. All right. So my final pepper point Boo. goes out, goes on to us.
1: Boo! It's Get true. off the stage. <laughs> There's a story
2: that's been circulating that you, I'm sure everyone's heard, made the rounds by now about J.J. Watt, where a young lady named Jennifer Simpson tweeted out that she was selling some of her Reebok shoes and a Texans jersey to raise money for her grandfather's funeral to co- to cover the cost, and he was a Texans fan and a J.J. Watt fan, and J.J. Watt saw this tweet and said don't sell that stuff i'm gonna help with your funeral uh, i don't know at this point if that funeral has taken place or what, how much he's forked over but it's been garnering a lot of attention and finally we're getting some positive attention for some of these players because this is the time of year that all we hear about is contract demands and holding out a camp and all that good stuff so it's nice it's refreshing to hear a great story like this and jj watt You're giving me a little bit of hope for all mankind. Applause to that standing ovation for that gesture. Uh, J.J. Watt, I will forever be a fan. Be live.
1: Over to you. All right. Well, it's hard to follow that um, with um, him being such an outstanding human being and then with the shenanigans that I bring to the table. Because you know how I like to do my third and final pop-up part. All right. For any of us that have been watching the past few weeks when it comes to ESPN first take, there's been a certain voice that we haven't heard in quite some time. And it was okay. Take a vacation. Do your thing. It's okay. like Because some people, he has a controversial voice that comes by the name of Stephen A. Smith. I never thought I'd see the day that I would say, you know what, I miss hearing Stephen A because the person that that has been taking the mantle (laughs) um, Stephen A. Smith Chris Mad Dog Russo you got one more time Mm -hmm. to blow out those speakers in my TV talking some mess
0: at 930 (laughs)
1: like yo in the morning, um, why is you yelling? And Hollering, he and he hollers when he's wrong, like he, <laughs> you know, when, he's, when he has a good point, he will leave. He was, he's, he's calm, cool, collected. he'll get a little hype about it. But man, let this dude be wrong about something. I got the no, ho, ho, player, bruh. I don't need that defense mechanism. I will give you this: congratulations for being elected to. The Sports Media Hall of Fame, 20-plus-year um, oh, Radio Hall of Fame. Congratulations to him for that. But this is the same dude that was on first take that said that um, Michigan was the number two college football program of all time. Michigan. Not Ohio State, but Michigan. How, Sway? How? Chris, Mad Dog Russo, congratulations! But please, can we get Stephen A. Smith back? I can, I can tolerate his hollering, just just a little bit more. No, I really can't. I holler too. I'm really loud and I'm really vocal. But come on, bro, you can't be loud and wrong. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't like, do like, it. I, oh. I need mean, like I like. Come on, loud and wrong at the same time. No. Like you can be wrong, because that's what Scotty D is a lot a lot. You can be loud the way I am a lot. You can't be loud and wrong. Like you're a combination of me and Scotty D. And it it's that's just that's just a bad combination to start with. So listen, I mean, we can we can coexist, we can be here with each other, but man, loud and wrong is just not a good combination. Congratulations to Chris Mad Dog Russo. I said what I said. Yes, sir.
2: Wait, did you say Greg Norman a little bit ago? I,
1: I said, did I say did you mention
2: Did you mention Greg Norman? Did
1: I say the, Greg Norman or did,
2: the, the shark? The shark on Shark Week. You brought oh, up Greg dude, Norman. No, 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 be shark. Well you fell right into that one. Be like shark.
0: You fell right into that
2: one. Daddy shark, daddy
0: shark, daddy shark, and in shark. closing, ladies and gentlemen, it's been another episode of the Sports Balls podcast. Thank you for listening. I damn near wrote my chair, but don't tell nobody. And in closing, do something nice for yourself and if you can, do something nice for someone else. They'll greatly appreciate it now more than ever. I'm hungry. It's been another B-Live, episode.
2: B-Live called me a saltine. I'm a little
0: hungry for one of those, too. I'm eating on camera. it has been another episode of Sports Bros Podcast. Be Live before you get out here. Take us home. Yes, sir. Y'all take care. Be safe. Love y'all. And thanks for listening and watching. Bye. Sports Bros. Shark. Doo-doo, 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 sports Bros. Shark.
1: Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm.
0: Boy, this feels so good. Mm. Oh, bye. You don't
1: get off the camera snacking.
0: Huh? Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. And do you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life? Wait a minute, don't answer that. The answer is yes. And I know you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our Linktree link, and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.